I'm Jo Chan Yan. And I'm Donna He, and we are two brand designers who met on Instagram and now we are great friends. We can't get enough about nurturing your brand and your mindset when it comes to building a conscious, vision led business. We love honest conversations and digging deep into the things that contribute to your path in making a positive impact in the world. Hello and welcome to the Brand Journey Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Brand Journey Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about making business decisions and finding balance between our hearts and our head. But first, we're going to do a little icebreaker, and I have the perfect question for Joe. Joe, last week, we asked on Instagram five questions for you. Or for each other, I guess. Yes. And one of my questions was about if you weren't doing design, what you would be doing. And you said you would like to be in a Broadway <laughs> play. Yes. Or a musical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was really surprising and super fun to learn about you. My question is... If you were to pick one musical to be part of, oh which God. one would you choose? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love musicals so much, and there are so many that I would love to be part of, so it's really <laughs> difficult to choose. But I think if I had to choose just one, it would have to be The Sound of Music just because <gasps> that was the musical that made me love musicals, and Ooh. I would try and play all the Von Trapp children. <laughs> I know all their parts. I could do it. It would just be like a really weird one-person <laughs> musical with me playing every single part. That's true talent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a talent, but I will try. <laughs> I love it. And I love that musical as well. Yeah. <laughs> and my question for you, Donnie, is you have so many plants in your house. <laughs> do you have a favorite baby oh no I can't do that (laughs) (laughs) that's really hard there's so many cool plants I really don't know Mm. but look wise there's this one I just got that's really really beautiful it has like this tiny gentle hue of purple and it's white and green like the leaves are white and there's little lines of green and there's this little bits of purple that just it looks like a little dream (laughs) it's just oh wow it's so beautiful I've stopped getting any more just because I'm focusing more on the backyard now and growing vegetables There's just so many cool ones like shapes and the textures and now I'm propagating succulents, which is a totally different thing because wow. there's so that many is, interesting that's looking hard, right? Stuff. Oh my god, it's so easy. <laughs> oh, okay. I always crash and burn with the uh, propagating <laughs> part. Nothing wants to propagate. I'm fine with things in pots, but as soon as they come out of the pot and into like a tube, it's like game over for the plant. So... That's awesome yeah. that you can propagate them, yeah. Yeah, I just put it in water. The succulents are easy because you just, like, put them on top of the soil and forget about it, and they'll eventually grow roots and babies. And then mm. there's most of the other ones. You just put them in a jar of water, and you're good to go. Well, that brings us to the start of our next episode, 
we are talking all about making business decisions and why it can feel so difficult. And the context that I would like to use for making business decisions is really around how to balance your head versus balancing your heart. Because often we are told to follow either one or the other, or in some cases both, and that can actually create quite a lot of confusion and uncertainty as well. So we just really want to bring a little bit more clarity to hopefully helping you make better decisions when it comes to running your business. Why can it feel so difficult? Especially if you're a business owner, I think we're bombarded with decisions on a daily basis. And mm -hmm. even if you're not on a business owner, you are still moving through the world with so many different decisions. Every moment you have a thought or a sense of an emotion or feeling or a reaction, you're receiving information from the environment around you. And that initially starts off receiving the information, perceiving it and evaluating it into whether it is helpful or fear mm -hmm. or whether it's something that you need to react to. The main things that will come through when you receive your information is thoughts. So this is like cognitive thinking. We're looking at rational problem solving. We're also going to receive information as feelings or emotional reactions. So this is your guttural reaction to something. Mm -hmm. You'll also receive intuition. It's not just an emotional reaction, but this is something that really keeps you aligned. It's something that kind of cuts through the emotional reaction. Lastly, you'll have fears, which are beliefs, old patterns. You might get FOMO, for example, mm -hmm. or you might be hearing what others are telling you to do and that it's adding pressure. And all of these things can make it feel so difficult because you're constantly bombarded with so much information on a daily basis. And that could be just on one particular decision in that one moment. Yeah, so expectations, not only from others, but for, for ourselves, right, that could be possibly unrealistic. We deal with social pressures and external pressures in the way that we are wanting to be perceived. There's mm. fear of failure and then also fear of success. Mm. What will I do if things actually work out or if, you know, I actually succeed at whatever I'm trying to accomplish? Fear of change as well. I think about those yeah. quite a bit. And all of these things can actually hold us back from making the decision. Yeah. It might make us stagnate in our business. It might make us move through those old patterns based on the fears that we may have. I have found that allowing the flow between the head and the heart and knowing how to find that sense of flow or integration between the two has really helped me make decisions in my own business. And I know also for you as well, Donahue, the way that you make decisions is so intentional. Mm. You're also able to distance yourself away from the fears. Even though we may sense that the fears are coming through, we actually are aware of it so we can choose how to respond in a way that's going to be more conscious for our business. The heart firstly acknowledges your intuition, which means that it really gives space for you to align yourself with a deeper mission or vision for how you want to live. 
it's really about creating that energetic motivation that will pull you forwards because you're so excited to move towards something. Mm -hmm. And I think that fuels your confidence, right? Because you know that you're in tune with your heart and your intuition and you're making decisions that are more meaningful to you personally. You understand the bigger vision. You understand the impact of those decisions for your life, regardless of others' expectations or what it might look like the right decision Mm. or the thing that would make the most sense. But only you know that. So I think it feels good to follow that. Yeah. And it means that it's not about the external successes. This is really about focusing inward so that you can use your head to help you plan how you're going to express that outwards. So your head is really in charge of the strategies, the solutions, the planning. Anytime you sit down and write a to-do list, whether you're tracking your path towards your objectives, that's when you use your head. So there's a big distinction between the two. Your head is really that cognitive, rational, problem-solving thinking. It's very strategic, whereas your heart Mm -hmm. is really honoring what feels right and aligned. So for somebody who maybe hasn't been quite aware of how they're making decisions in their business, what would be your tip for them in terms of building awareness around their decision-making in general, not necessarily just in business, but in life as well? The intuition side, so your heart versus your emotions, which can come from a space of instinct, there's a difference between that. They can feel very similar, which is why it's hard to define or distinguish between the two of them. They both come through as a feeling, an emotional experience. The main difference between instinct and intuition is that instinct will typically try to move you towards something that you feel comfortable with. So it's more about taking you back towards your comfort zone, which might be necessary if you need to rest, if you need to eat, if your basic needs need to be looked after and supported. When it comes to your heart and your intuition, it's going to actually take you out of your comfort zone. So things will feel a little bit scary. Things will feel like you're expanding your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It still needs to feel aligned and you feel like there is growth or a movement for you to go forwards. So if you find yourself weighing up pros and cons or trying to work out the best order or trying to create a solution for something, Mm -hmm. then that is your head speaking rather than your heart or your instinct. But that's a really important observation to be making on a daily basis. So I would encourage people to get into the practice of it and see if you can observe whether that is more in alignment with your intuition or whether it's more coming from your instinct or from your head. I definitely lean towards the head. <laughs> mm. I feel like I have to have all the information for me making that decision. I have to do research, weigh my options. I really yeah. think about, you know, what it is that I'm doing. Even something as small yeah. as purchasing an item. I just hold it around for a while, around while I'm shopping and then 
thinking about it, do I really need it or do I really I want like it? And then if I really want it, what's going to be its purpose? I really look at the whole trajectory of me having that object or item. I think that has really helped me to kind of slow down and really think about the purpose of making that decision. Yes. If it's really something that's going to serve me. When we think back, it can feel like it's a very heady decision mm-hmm. when in fact it's sparked by the heart, which is perfect. Your heart leads your decision-making first um, and then your head can go through the pros and cons and, <laughs> and see whether that fits in with the budget and when you're going to actually purchase it and who you're going to purchase it from. What's an example you can give for yourself in terms of weighing those two things? Moving to Japan, that was like a huge yeah. heart-based decision It was so scary because at the time I was really happy with my life in Melbourne. I was in my comfort zone. One day when I stepped off the plane, I was coming back from Japan and I stepped back onto the tarmac at the airport. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting this image of these puzzle pieces being tossed in the air. Like it was a completed jigsaw puzzle. And my image that I got as soon as I stepped onto the tarmac was that all these puzzle pieces flew up into the air and it was all scrambled again. And I knew that there was this feeling of, okay, you have to start again. Wow. And it was so strong. I couldn't ignore it. That was an example of where my intuition was really, really strong. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had to start <laughs> thinking about, you know, getting my head <laughs> on board. And my head was like, okay, let's start making a plan and seeing what we need to do to make this happen. That's amazing. That's that's <laughs> huge. I've never had anything like that happen to me. But wow, that's a big decision. Yeah. And sometimes with big changes in your life, you'll get a stronger intuitive pull if you're open to that. Sometimes it could be just this little spark of joy that feels kind of exciting, but scary at the same time. Mm. For me, one big one was shifting from doing freelance work to having my own business and focusing on growing my own business. And that to me came from wanting to do more meaningful work and Mm. looking at the things that fulfill me and what would fulfill me more than just delivering design for Mm. freelance clients. So Mm. focusing on branding and then, you know, having my own clients, I could do things my way and the way that I want to and support people in their own passion and wanting to make a positive impact. So it's almost like looking for ways not only to fulfill myself, but also to participate in change and the betterment of our world. Anything that I can do, you know, I always think of being a ripple effect of somebody else's action or passion or vision how can I support other people in their own passion to help? And did it feel scary at the time to make that decision to change how you were working or how you were doing business? Yeah, it felt so scary because I didn't, I wasn't used to, you know, looking for clients or relying solely on myself. Mm. It also scared me to stay in that position because that meant exactly that, me relying on other people for work. And I just did not like that idea. I wanted Mm. to take control over 
my future and the life that I was building and my growth. So it was really scary, but I'm so grateful that things have worked out in the way they have. Everything felt very organic and it had a nice flow and good transitions from Mm. one to the other. So, Mm. yeah. And I think that's a a wonderful example of a heart-led decision that also held space for the rational side to find the strategy or the next steps to actually make that happen. Mm -hmm. So I think the main thing in all of this is that we need to use both, right? Yeah. By using both your head and your heart in decision-making. And then even in some cases, you should also be listening to your instincts as well and knowing how to respond to each at the right time is really important. So let's talk a little bit about how we can actually find the right balance between head and heart. Because I think this could be tricky too if you're not used to thinking about it or being aware of it. What are the things that our listeners can do to start being aware of this and how to find the right balance between the two? There are certain rituals that Mm -hmm. are really supportive for this. It's really about observation. It means that we hold ourselves back from reacting straight away to something, but we observe and we can choose how to respond. So it's more of a mindfulness practice. We simply inquire with curiosity as to, oh, could this be coming from my heart? Is this coming from my head? Is this an instinctive reaction that I'm having? Is this a fear-based reaction? Hmm. Just by being openly curious and mindful of our thoughts and the things that we're receiving on a daily basis in each moment is going to be a really wonderful practice to build up that ability for us to know the difference between our head and heart over time. So a tangible example of that was one time a while ago, I had a call with a potential client and I was left very shaken after that call. I just felt my confidence was shaken and I just didn't really understand why I was left wondering if I should work with this person or not and why they made me feel that way. When you think about this and you're trying to be more aware of your emotions and the things that you're going through, sit with it and question what is getting you to that emotional state. It goes back to thinking of those expectations and also the Mm. social pressures that you have about you being a business owner functioning in a specific way or being able to do everything, just backtracking as to what is really making you feel that way and understanding the whole trajectory of it. The fact that you were able to bring yourself back from that and actually understand where it was coming from Mm -hmm. is really amazing. I think that's wonderful. Sometimes for Some people, it might be a good practice just to journal. You could create a bit of a prompt for yourself. So you could ask yourself, where is this information coming from? And even such a simple prompt like that could really help you unravel some of the things that might be coming up in your thoughts and in your thought process. The other thing that I would 
recommend. And I've done this so many times and it's always given me the most amazing insights is to write continuously for seven to 10 minutes. So whatever it is, just mm. write continuously without editing, because we always love to edit. That's our mm-hmm. head getting in the way. Write without editing for seven to 10 minutes. And you'll see that after the 10 minutes, you'll get to a place where you're no longer in your head and you're back in your heart. The way that our society is structured is it really celebrates the rational cognitive side of thinking. And intuition is one of those things that doesn't really get prioritized as much. Mm -hmm. So we need to learn how to bring our intuition back into balance. And so what that means is you're really allowing space for your heart to lead, to create the vision, to really start things off. And then your head will naturally want to take over after that. But that's okay. That's sort of what the head is going to do best is to work out the plan that really supports your heart. I love that. (laughs) I love how you put it like your head is going to figure out what your heart wants. Yeah. Sifting through the problems and figuring it out. So as we learn to go from heart to head and understand how we can take what is happening with our intuition and bring it into a vision that we can actually create and achieve, one thing that has helped us both is the system that we've created. We walk you through exactly that, like how to bring your vision into bite-sized pieces that you can track This masterclass series is called From Overwhelmed to Focused. And as a special offer for our listeners, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know, we will give you access to this masterclass series for free. It helps you create the vision and anchor it into goals and actions that you can take forwards for your business. If you're interested in that, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and just send us a DM on Instagram to let us know that you did, and we will give you access to the freebie. And this is a limited time offer, so if you are interested in the opt-in, make sure that you submit your review before the end of July. Okay, so I think this was an amazing episode. I've learned something, (laughs) and I hope that you have too. So let's do a quick summary about what we touched on. So number one is to allow your heart to lead and allow your head to do the planning after that. The second point that I think is really important is that balance is not static So it's really more about flow integration and having that sense of fluidity so that Mm. you're able to flow between your heart and your head and your instinct. It really depends on what you need in each moment. And it's about making space to create that sense of flow so that you're not really going too far each way. Mm -hmm. So you're not leaning all into your heart or leaning all into your head or leaning all into your instinct without considering how you're going to respond to the other aspects of yourself. We're going to leave you with a couple prompts for you to put this into action. How can you bring a little bit more flow, more balance when it comes to your decision making, whether it's for your business or for your personal life? 
And how can you be aware if you are leaning too far one way? So are you leaning too much into your intuition, too much into your head, or too much into your instinct without finding the flow between all of the three things? We hope you really enjoyed this episode and we have more coming your way. So if you have any takeaways or any insights into today's episode we would love to hear from you send us a comment or a dm on instagram and tag us at the brand journey